the chiller from 3D Horrify. Oh my 
right by a car. Here. Help. Please, please, help me. Come on, please. Ted. Oh. Do something. Oh. Oh. Got. Okay. Right. nice sharp knives here, Teddy. One's pointing straight at your lovely lady's neck and one's right at yours. Now don't get any heroic ideas about throwing the car around. You might make me lose my balance for a second or two and you both end up dead before you can get out. Do you understand me, Teddy boy? Well, this is nice. I was lying there. Waiting to con some rich bastard out of his car before I saw your lovely BMW coming. Oh, we've got some right rubbish down this road, I can tell you. And now what do I find? The BM has a lady in it. And the lady is a right looker. <laughs> How come you're so lucky, Teddy? You get to get to bed with this one. Like that. That's not right. She should be shared a bit more, in my opinion. What's she wearing under that dress, Ted? Do you know? You care. I care. Oh yeah. I think we'll have a little look in a minute. Yeah, lucky bastard I am. Oh, a few minutes ago I was in the road. A traffic victim of a hit and run. Now here I am. Not a scratch on me and about to have me way with a lovely lady. With a husband watching. That always has a little extra something to proceed in. Don't you think so, Teddy? Hey? Turn left, Teddy. Down the next road. Well done. Now we're just going to go down here for a bit until I tell you the next term. And in the meantime, in the meantime, I hope you don't mind if your wife takes off her clothes. You don't hate to have any damage to her face. Do you know what I mean? Take them off, love. Good girl today, eh? Good girl. That's the love. 
show what you've got. Lift your skirt up. Come on, lift up your skirt. Come on, I want to see your knickers. Come on. Oh, she's got lovely legs too. Stop here. Down here, stop right here, come on. Oh, that's nice of you to leave the belt on that back seat. Right, Teddy, come on, just here. Around to the left, you pull up sharp, alright? Oh. Good lad. Yeah, this belt. Look at this. Oh, I don't think we'll be going far now, Teddy Buggy. Yeah. Where would you like me to touch your wife first, eh, Teddy Boy? Would you like to watch me? Bet you would. With the most exciting thing you've ever seen, eh? I bet you'll wet yourself. Mm hmm? Mm -hmm. Shall I? Hey? I'm not going to. Not a trace of my DNA is going to be on her little body, not a touch. Somebody else's, maybe. But not mine. Oh, I'd like to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think she wants me to as well. Mm. What do you say, yeah, Teddy? Hey? Every single week, Ted. <laughs> Every single week for two long years. We've done everything. Your wife and me. Well, you've been running your little plastics factory. We've been through the camera and back again, haven't we, sweetheart, eh? Not the last two weeks, though. There's no trace of me on her now. I'm not going to exist. Sorry, Ted. You're just no good at it. I needed him. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Ted. Do you know another thing? When her sister was naked, they were exactly alike. Thank God, was she bad in her head. <laughs> she couldn't stop. They're so secretive, Ted. I mean, everyone thought she was so innocent, eh? It was marvellous. No one ever saw, ever knew. All arranged by your lovely wife, of course. Caroline had the money, but... but we... We had the ideas. I think you know what I mean. Huh? <laughs> oh, Caroline. She loved plots. Secrets, 
meetings. Now she, she wanted two men at once. And when I said I'd arrange it in a place she'd never forget, you know, somewhere abroad, well, the rest was easy. I mean, she bought it hook, line and sinker. Book a hotel in City, I said. Fly out and wait for me. On the second evening, drive up to the mountains near the city with a bottle of Krug. I told her it was, it was the exact spot, the exact time. I told her that would happen. It was flawless, Ted. Flawless. The place is overlooking the gorge. The sunset, romantic, trysting place, or the suicide spot. Hmm. Well, the Greek police, I mean, they didn't care. Just another lonely woman who'd had one too many and slipped, jumped, whatever. I mean, that. That was the smart part, Ted. Over there. Easy. Over here, you find a multimillionaireess at the bottom of beach your head and you've got Inspector Plod on your case for years, but not in Greece, though. Do you know what's going to happen now, Ted? Hmm? There's a plastic bag beside me. And that is for you. And there's this Russian chap waiting in those trees and you know when you're safely dead he's going to drive this car up the track a bit more and he's going to attack your wife it's quite nasty really his DNA all over her this is off like to Moscow tonight gone, me too I'm the man that doesn't exist six months six bloody months and then you know what I meet your wife in the French Riviera. And it's by chance. Grieving, traumatised widow who can't stand to live in England anymore. It'll be a really nice villa, I imagine. Sorry, Ted. Production was done by Marielle Ranega Temple, Nick Hewson, Judy Pierce, 
and Andrew Ward. Editing and post-production by Ben Pierce. 3D Horrify create 3D audio horror and science fiction plays available to download from www.3dhorrify.com. Listen with headphones. Fantastic. An English meadow in the sunshine. I think I was put in this life to lie in one. Maybe you're really a cow. I prefer to think of myself as a fox or at least something a little bit more intelligent. All right. Foxy. <laughs> well, if I am a fox, then I think I might deserve a kiss. <laughs> That's much better. <laughs> I have to say, you've been so relaxed since we got here. Such a change. I don't want to say anything to upset you. I mean, the last few weeks, the nightmares you have. I don't think either of us have had enough sleep. Every night, Jack. Every night I saw him. Always Peter? Yes. Always Peter. Dripping wet. Sometimes he speaks to me, sometimes he just walks around the bed. When he speaks, water comes out of his mouth. Fish, too. He smells. The sea. Salty. Muddy, I I don't know what. What does he say? Always the same. He tells me that I left him. Left him in the water. He asks about you. What you mean to me. And... And? He says, come with me. He sort of points at me and repeats it. Come with me into the water. It scares me so much. I guess it's natural to have sort of flashbacks or confused dreams. Even if it is two years later. Although I don't really know what happened. He never said. I mean, I know he drowned and and he fell out of the boat and you couldn't find him. Accidental death at the inquest and so on, but that's all. I mean, I don't really know anything about this man. Maybe I didn't either. He sort of came from nowhere. He was an orphan. No family that I ever met. 
When I first knew him, he had the house in Selkham, the boats, and he made a lot of money on the foreign exchange dealing. He wasn't happy talking about his past. Peter was a sailing legend in the town. Selkham, you know, is one of the most dangerous harbour entrances in the world, mm. but he would go out on night sails in bad weather or in the pitch black. Nobody knew how he did it. He never contacted me or anyone when he was at sea. I never knew where he went, but he would come back on the tide, whatever the weather, even in a gale. He had another boat, the one in the accident, the one he took me out in. An offshore power boat, stupidly fast. Twin 500 horsepower Mercuries. When we were out in it, you could hear it thundering back from the cliffs at Bolt Head. I loved it. It was such a rush when it was flash out. Why did you go out in that one and not the yacht? It wasn't the sailing. It was him. He was different. For a night sail, he was strange. Remote. As if he wasn't thinking about normal things. I was too frightened to go. Anyway. The day he died, we went out on the tide. The wind was just strengthening, but the water was flat, so we made a few runs across the bay, and... But then he wanted to make it fly over the surf across the bar. It's really, really dangerous thing to do, but my adrenaline was going, and he was so awesome at anything like that. We circled for a bit, as if he was thinking about it, and then he did this strange thing. He undid his harness and said, time to go. And then he opened it up. We hit the bar too fast and it reared, reared right up on its stern and, and he was gone. There was just an empty seat and the boat crashing at full throttle. I don't know how I managed to unfasten my harness and stop it driving straight into the rocks. I, I really can't remember. Will you look for him? Oh, yeah. But it was getting very scary. The, the wind was up and, and twice I nearly broached going so slowly. I saw him, though. Twice. He was waving. But every time I got near him, he disappeared. In the end, I was too frightened to look anymore. The lifeboat went out, but they never found him. The body's never been found. I see. And you said he undid his harness deliberately? Yes. Didn't they think that was weird at the inquest? That he did that? No one could explain it. It was inexplicable. Yeah. Well, it wasn't your fault. No. He's here. What do you mean, he's here? Who's here? I can hear him walking up the river. Well, I can smell him. Can't you smell it? Don't be silly, Debs. You 
You can't walk up that river. It's, it's far too deep. Listen, no. can't you hear me? Listen! Yes, stop it. Come away from the river. Let's go back to the house. Peter! Jack, oh, oh my God, it's Peter. There's no one there, Debs. Oh my... Dream. You must break it. Come with me back to the house. Debbie. No, Debbie. Debbie. Oh. I have you now. Debbie. You must come with me. Debs, I'm going back, all right? I want you to come with me. I can't. He won't let me. He wants me to go with him. Don't, don't be stupid, Debs. Look, I'm going back. I'm going back, and I'm ringing the doctor. And we're going to get you some, some pills. No, Jack. Debbie, Jack, right? please don't go. Please. I'm just going to come back. In I'll get the doctor. I'll come back. Just wait. You belong to me now. Come with me, Dad. Into the river. I need you with me. You escaped me in the sea. <laughs> but now, now is the time. With steps no. to the great no. waters. No. Let's go down to the river. Together. <coughs> to the sea. No. Out into the Atlantic. It's my world, Debbie. And soon... Your body will be found tomorrow. But you, you will be gone. Gone where the water runs deep and cold and free. Production was done by Marielle Ranaker Temple, Nick Hewson, Judy Pierce, and Andrew Ward. Editing and post production by Ben Pierce. 3D Horrify create 3D audio horror and science fiction plays available to download from www.3dhorrify.com. Listen with headphones. <laughs>